be unto you. Dear beloved, welcome to this episode of We Are Vessels, where we talk about God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Scripture. This is the second episode of the series, Why Do Christians Born Out? Last week, I pointed out that Christians burn out because they do not reach out to God. And this week, I would like to continue on that thought. But by adding that, Christians burn out because we seek something else instead of seeking God. So today's scriptural text is Psalm 49. And if you would turn your Bible over to Psalm 49, and I would suggest that you read the whole chapter whenever you have the chance. But today, my emphasis will be on verse 6 through verse 20. Again, why do Christians burn out? So the scripture tells us in Psalm 49, reading from verse 6, it says, Those who trust in their wealth and boast in the multitude of their riches None of them can by any means, can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. In other words, why should we have to live life searching for wealth when our wealth cannot even do us anything beyond buying material stuff, beyond just being famous? Or beyond giving and spending lavishly, or beyond entertainment, beyond pleasure, beyond feeling good. The scripture is telling us that even those who boast in their wealth, they are unable to redeem their brother's life. None of these people is able to redeem their brother's life, nor give to God a ransom for him because. The redemption of your soul is costly, and it shall cease forever. Wow. We're not, we're not able to give ransom to God because God owns everything. He owns everything. Therefore, not even the wealth that we're living this life stressing about together will do us any good than earthly, than earthly stuff. It wouldn't even redeem us the life of our loved ones. So why waste time? Why waste time stressing about this thing and not focusing on God? Why waste time stressing out, trying to gather wealth when nothing is going to come out of it? Verse 8 says, For the redemption of the soul is costly, and it shall cease forever, that he should continue to live eternally and not see the beat. Verse 10 continues, it says, For he sees wise men die. Likewise, the fool and the senseless person perish and and leave their wealth to others. It's becoming interesting because... The Bible is telling us that even the person that lives a life gathering wealth 
will definitely die something. It will definitely die someday because even the wise people die. And so are the fools. And none of these people leave this world with their help, with, with the wealth. They leave their wealth to others. Verse 11 says, Their inner thought is that their house will last forever, their dwelling places to all generations, and they call their land after their own names. This is vanity upon vanity. Life is nothing but a vapor. But it is tangible. It is everything when lived according to the calling and purpose of God. So why stress gathering wealth, building houses that will not last forever, at least for you, because you do you as a human is not gonna last on this earth forever because the Bible tells us that this place is not our own. Heaven is our home. So why not live life gathering humans for God in his kingdom, bringing people to God so that they can enjoy and know and embrace his love. If a rich man dies today, his dwelling place will be to all generations because even though he lived his life thinking that his houses, his wealth would last forever, I mean, for crying out loud, it is not. What lasts forever is the relationship, the love and trust that you have for God. Because even if you die, even if we die as Christians, here on earth, we continue our, our relationship with God there in heaven. So why burn out? Why stress about this whole thing? I mean, life is nothing, again, but a vapor. Verse 12 says, Nevertheless, man, though in honor, does not remain. He is like the beasts that perish. I mean, that sounds awful, but it is part of the reality. Like I just mentioned, that heaven is our home, not this planet Earth. Verse 13 continues by saying, This is the way of those who are foolish and of their posterity who approve their sayings. In other words, living life just for the sake of living it and not living it according to the calling and purpose of God is foolishness. I mean, the Bible calls people who live such life foolish nothing but fools and we don't want to be that as Christians we are smarter because we now have Jesus we have got the Father got the Son got the Holy Spirit pouring in us teaching us strengthening us leading us so we are no longer fools even though we were 
before we met Jesus, but because we are in Christ, we are more than conquerors. That means we're nothing, nothing like a fool. And here comes the scary part, which is verse 14. It says, like sheep, they are laid in the grave. Death shall feed on them. The upright shall have dominion over them in the morning. And their beauty shall be consumed in the grave, far from their dwelling. Lord, have mercy. Father, would may this not be our portion. In Jesus' mighty name. Verse 15 continues by saying, But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Amen. Amen. I want you to say that together with me. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave. He shall receive me. Amen. Let's say that again one more time. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Amen. That's Psalm 49, verse 15. And our God is a God of his words. He keeps his words. And God is telling us to just trust in him, to live life accordingly according to his plan and purpose for our lives because if we do we got no reason to burn out we have got no reason to stress amen to that verse 16 says do not be afraid when one becomes rich when the glory of his house is increased this is the scripture talking to you Christians because the Bible says seek first the kingdom of God and every other thing shall be added unto you so the Bible is saying here do not be afraid when one becomes rich don't be envious don't be scared let nothing move you let not your rich their richness their wealth move you because when the glory of his house is increased for when he dies he shall carry nothing away as glory shall not descend after him lord of mercy nobody none of us whenever we die would take nothing with us would take anything nothing at all not even your favorite ring i mean even if anybody is buried with any of the things they have or they've acquired while on earth, they're not going to take it to heaven because their soul leaves their body and goes up to the place where we're all going to be judged. Nobody is going to take anything with them to heaven. Verse 18 says, Though while he lives, he blesses himself. In other words, the person that's living life just to acquire wealth, to fulfill his or her own desires, does not live a life that blesses God because God is out of the equation. 
But as believers, as children of God, God should not be out of the equation of our life. God should be the center of it. He should be at the center of it. And He should be over it all. Continuing on verse 18, it says, For men will praise you when you do well for yourself. Huh. That means people will praise you and because of your praises, you might go astray. So we got to be careful about those that we surround ourselves with. Because men, men can be deceitful too. Yeah, they love you because you have that money. They love you because they see that they can gain something from you. But you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful as believers. And as believers, those things that men might be chasing after wouldn't be from the world because God gave it to us. But this verse 18 is talking in particular about that person. Those people will live their lives blessing themselves. And those are the people that men will praise when they do well for themselves. And verse 19 says, He shall go to the generation of his fathers, and they shall never see light. Father, I pray today that we will see light, that I will see light, that nothing will prevent me from seeing your light in the name of Jesus. And verse 20, which is the last verse, says, A man who is an honor yet does not understand, I mean, does not understand all of these things that has been said in Psalm 49, is like the beast that perish. And remember, verse 12 also tells us that nevertheless, man, though in honor does not remain, he is like the beast that perish. That's the second time like a beast that perishes is showing up in this chapter. So we got to keep in mind that all men will die at some point. But as Christians, we want to make that time and our time on earth worthy. And that time, that day that we would depart from this planet, we want to make it a day that people would say it is the day the Lord has made. Because even though we're leaving the planet hurt, our life and legacy tells all the people, improves, not just tell them, proves to us with the Father that we are going to the Father. Literally what the scripture is telling us is life is nothing but a vapor. There's nothing, nothing here on earth that even, that even requires us, that even requires our energy, that requires our stress. Nothing. 
don't you be a fanatic for Jesus? Why don't you love God the way you love your job, the way you love acquiring some bills to save in your account, to be able to take out whenever you want to do stuff? Why not just love God and let Him do what He alone can do in your life? Why burn out? Why burn out? Why seek something else instead of seeking God? Because God is a God of hope. He owns everything. He owns everything. And if you if you continue reading and go to Psalm 50, verse 12, the scripture says, and this is God talking here. It says, if I were hungry, I would not tell you. For the world is mine and all its fullness. Praise God. What else do we need? What other assurance do we need? And verse 13 also says, Will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? And verse 14 also tells us what to do here. Verse 14 is telling us what we can do to live a life that's worthy of honor and glory to God. Verse 14 says, Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Amen. I mean, nothing else. Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Simple as that. It is straightforward. Maybe not so simple, but it is straightforward. No more, no less. Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. I pray that the Almighty would give you the strength to do so in the name of Jesus. That you would live a life that does nothing but glorify God. That does nothing but give honor to Him. You would live life not burning out and stressing out just to acquire worldly things but to acquire presence with God in eternity in the name of Jesus Heavenly Father we thank you for this hour we thank you for your word which you've spoken through me and we thank you for your children that you've given the opportunity to hear your word Father we say all glory, honor and adoration be to your holy name Father, we pray. I pray for peace, peace, peace. Father, let your peace, which surpasses all understanding, rest upon us all and lead us, Lord. Give us the strength to always trust in you, to give everything to you, and to live life not stressing out, not burning out, just to acquire or obtain worldly materials and pleasures but a life that is purposeful according to your plan and will for our lives thank you so much heavenly father for all that you've done and thank you for the truth of the scripture thank you for making the scripture available to us and thank you because you would give us the strength to live 
and abide by it. Father, we say glory, honor, and adoration is to your holy name. We adore you. We love you. And thank you so much for loving us first. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you all so much for listening. And I pray that the peace of God would go with you. The face of God will shine upon you. And the powerful and mighty hand of God would rest upon you and be your guide in this weekend and the weeks to come. God bless you. Stay blessed. Shalom.